You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. We're talking with Leanne Kiefer, someone I have known and worked with in the dental industry for over 15 years, whom I have a great amount of respect for, I might add. She is a dental hygienist who earned her master's degree in business management from Indiana Wesleyan University. Leanne joined Crosstex International and is currently the director of education for Crosstex. Leanne, thanks so much for joining us for this Viva podcast. Phil, thank you so much for inviting Crosstex and myself to be part of this uh, opportunity. I look forward to it. Yeah, we're excited to have you. According to the CDC, uh, and we've read this in many places, studies have reported that backflow in low-volume suction lines can occur, and microorganisms present in the lines can be retracted into the patient's mouth. And this is, according to what I read, and correct me if I'm wrong, this especially occurs when, uh, specifically occurs when the seal around the saliva ejector is created or when a length of the suction tubing holding the tip is positioned above the patient's mouth. And this backflow, and, and I'm no expert on this, but what I've read can be a potential source of cross-contamination. So we're really happy to have you on the show to talk about this. My first question is, so what is the primary risk with patient cross-contamination as it relates to the use of saliva ejectors? Well, Phil, and I think you brought up an important point when you talk about potential risk of cross-contamination. And this is going to happen um, if patients might inadvertently close their lips around the saliva ejector, creating a seal which can cause a negative pressure, a temporary negative drop in pressure, and that allows for potential backflow from the biofilm or from previous patient material that's in the low-volume evacuation line you know, to be passed back to the patient currently using the saliva ejector. Mm-hmm. And you know, we can tell patients and ask them not to close their lips around the straw, but when you have especially a child um, in, this, in the chair, they see that saliva ejector and their mindset goes to, it looks like a straw, it feels like a straw. So we have to work to make sure that we reduce that risk. And not only is it when they close their lips around it, Phil, but also if the tip of the saliva ejector could inadvertently become occluded, maybe by it being placed underneath the tongue or next to the cheek. And as we have an aging patient population and the tissue fragility changes in some of our geriatric patients' mouths, that tissue can be a little bit more friable and more easily drawn in to occlude you know, the tube. And as you said, the placement of the saliva or the um, low volume tubing, if it's above the patient head, gravity in and of itself can pull fluid back into the patient's mouth. Yeah, that's that's amazing. So, do we know, you know, how, how much <laughs> this, you know how much this is going? The average person goes to the dentist and and they get the procedures done. And what percentage of dentists do you think this is actually occurring? Well, there have been studies, Phil, and it's showing that the backflow of fluids from a low-volume evacuation line may occur over 20% of the time. Mm. And if we think about it, that means that if we treat 10 patients in a given day, especially in a hygiene chair where you're using the uh, saliva ejector frequently, two out of those 10 patients have the potential for the backflow, the reverse flow, into their patient's mouth. So it's a very real issue. Mm. It's, it's, it's very scary. So why doesn't the rinsing of the vacuum line prevent the cross-contamination? You know, there's one word that we've used in dentistry for a long time, and it doesn't need to be explained, but the term biofilm. When you have effluent water leaving the patient's mouth and going through the tubing, you are going to develop biofilm in that suction tubing. 
And so there could be pieces of biofilm that could be retracted, or again, it could be previous patient material that can be retracted. And we do have CDC guidelines that advise that we flush our low volume evacuation lines between every patient. But here's a number for you, Phil. Mm -hmm. 77% of our practices are not flushing that saliva ejector line between patients. Wow, that's, yeah, that's so, not a frightening statistic. Very frightening. Yeah, we, we have some inconsistency in that IC protocol that's best practice. And then we also need to think about the fact that we're supposed to be flushing our evacuation lines, again, the effluent lines away from the patient. We're supposed to be cleaning them at the end of every, you know, day of treatment. And that doesn't always occur either. How, how does the CDC address the issue of backflow? CDC basically wants to talk about telling our patients don't. You know, they, they say things like don't close their lips around the straw. How do you tell a three, a four, a five-year-old don't? That's a challenge. Right. They say don't use the saliva ejector simultaneously with a high-volume evacuation. And sometimes this is difficult to control between operatories in the office, but when you have a low volume and high volume running at the same time, it can play havoc with the, the pressure um, on certain lines and low volume are the most uh, prevalently more affected. And then they also say, don't have the saliva ejector uh, tubing above the patient's mouth. So it should be below patient mouth to keep gravity in its place. Yeah, so all these don'ts is just not practical. This is not gonna happen. It's a challenge. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we, we've got to look at ways, you know, what are alternative best practices that we can do to ensure our patient's safety? So speaking as an expert as you are, not only on infection control, but also with the products that Crostex International uh, sells and markets and sells. Um, so according to the, your research and other research, safe flow products is something that Crostex sells and that stops backflow in its tracks apparently. Can you explain, talk about this and tell us how that happens? I'd love to, Phil. The SafeFlow product line has unique one-way valves, a physical flap valve that provides a barrier. It prevents the backflow even if patients close their lips around it because as soon as that negative pressure changes, that backflow flap valve snaps shut so that it prevents any backflow from the, from the um, the line. Mm -hmm. And these saliva ejectors, they're a low cost, single use disposable that helps us to be able to you know, evacuate our patient's mouth without that worry of cross-contamination, that we can avoid saying the word don't to our patients, and we can effectively limit the spread of bacteria and pathogens and you know what was left behind by the previous patient. Yeah, that's interesting because I just went to a friend's house who, who happens to have a swimming pool and mm -hmm. he had some people working on the pool when I was there, and the guy was installing something to keep prime, keep the pool primed. And what it was was it, it was a flap that when the water was going through to the pump, uh, the flap was open. But when you turn the pump off, the flap closed and sealed the system so that air wouldn't get in, so that the, the pump would maintain prime. And it, it was a one-way valve, actually. It prevented any movement from going in the other direction. It sounds like a similar concept, but uh, maybe I'm totally on wrong. A, <laughs> no, but on a, on a smaller scale, Phil, exactly. Yeah. You know, for me as a clinician, when I look inside and I can visualize that flap slapping shut right. when my patient's closed, I feel comfortable because then I don't have to worry about it. 
Okay, so why doesn't everybody, every dentist have, are there other products like this or uh, SafeFlow, is, is it something completely unique or, uh, you know, what's the story with the product itself as far as every dentist not having this? Um, you know, there are there are options that people look at, things like, you know, there are disposable valves that come. You know, this actually attaches. There's a couple options that I like um, to meet every office's needs. You can buy it as a single unit where the safe flow valve is comes attached with a saliva ejector, so it's just one and done. You put it on the low-volume valve and you're good to go. Mm -hmm. There are some offices that have a particular saliva ejector. You know, those of us in dentistry, we tend to be very loyal to products, and so there may be a saliva ejector that a, that a hygienist really likes to use. So there's a separate valve that um, the other saliva ejector could be inserted into and then placed on the low-volume. So we've given that option. And here's another thought. When we talk about states like California, that some of their laws are different as far as controlling aerosols, and they need to be able to use high volume evacuation during use of um, like ultrasonics, for example. Mm -hmm. We have a valve that attaches to the HVE, the high volume line, but you can slide a saliva ejector into it. So you're using the high volume evacuation, but it's adapted for use with a saliva ejector with the backflow control. Wow, so yeah, that's clever. So so for the listeners that are out there that, that don't have this or are looking for a better, obviously, a solution that would prevent something as, as bad as a, a patient at risk of getting cross-contamination, how do they go about figuring what's best for their practice? Is there someone from Crosstex that can visit them, a sales rep, or do they call or watch a video? And what's the best way to get more information for them? Funny you should ask, Phil. Obviously, we've got a great sales team that works with our distributor and dealer partners that would be very happy to come and speak with you know individual practices. Crosstex has long partnered with Viva Learning, and in, on September the 20th, we're going to be doing a brand new uh, webinar, live webinar, mm -hmm. and it's called Safety at the End of the Line. And part of that webinar is, in fact, going to be addressing the use of SafeFlow. Okay, and if, you, if you're watching this podcast after that date, uh, no worries, because within a week after the webinar, Viva Learning will put the archive version up. So um, you'll be moderating that, Leanne. You'll be the speaker. I will be. Excellent. And you've done some great webinars in the past, which have gotten incredible attendance. So we're, we're happy to have you back on, on the webinar tour. So anything else you want to add about SafeFlow? It sounds like a very innovative product that the listeners should at least be familiar with if they're not already using it. Anything else you want to add? One simple thought, Phil. Sharing isn't always caring. So we want to make sure that we're looking at compliance, that we're being taking the appropriate steps so that we are, in fact, offering the safest dental visit. Very good, very good. Again, great information, and we do appreciate you being on this Viva podcast. Thanks so much, Leanne, for being here. Thanks, Phil. It's been a great day.